Okay, welcome back to the podcast. So I am doing some things differently here. I'll explain those here shortly, but if you are new to the podcast, you are listening to the Reversing Diabetes with Delane MD podcast. This is episode number 164, I believe. If you are interested in living a naturally healthy life, if you are interested in how you need to eat and the things that you can do to create health in your life that has nothing to do with medications or the Western medical system, this is the place for you. The human body is uniquely and amazingly designed to, and I'm not talking about designer evolution, that is not the argument I'm making there, but the human body has the biology to heal. It is amazingly capable of healing on its own, whether that's evolution or design, I'm not getting in the middle of that. But what I'm telling you is the human body has this amazing ability to heal if you'll get out of its way. And that's what this podcast is really dedicated to, getting out of its way. How do we live a naturally healthy life? How do we live a life in a way that our biology can be the biology that it is and we don't make ourselves sick in our day-to-day living? So that's what this podcast is dedicated to if you're interested in that If this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a returning listener, thank you. If you've sent me emails, you know I love that. Send me more. I want to hear all the questions. I want to hear all the comments. If you haven't already done so, find me on Facebook, Delane MD, D-E-L-A-N-E, Amazon Medical, D as in doctor. Find me on uh, Facebook or Instagram at Delane MD. And the kind of new thing that I'm doing is I'm going to start putting this up on YouTube. I think I'm actually going to start live streaming these to YouTube and letting them lay there and live there so you can see me as I do this if that's something you're into. I don't do, I personally don't do a lot of YouTubing. I do a whole lot of podcasting, but I know that that is something that people really enjoy. So that means a couple different things. One, you can see my face and all the ridiculousness and the things that I, the funny, quirky things that I do with my face, which is probably entertaining on some level. But two, there's not going to be a lot of editing here, so I can't edit what goes on to YouTube. I'm sure there is a way to do it, but it's going to be live streamed, so I don't know if there's any point in editing it. It's already out there. So um, the podcast um, editing might be a little different from here on out, so prepare yourself for that. So today I want to talk about exercise. I got an email from somebody, and one of the things that they had put as a list of the strategies they were kind of implementing to create their naturally healthy living, to reverse their type two diabetes. One of the strategies that they were putting a lot of energy and resources into was exercise. And so I wanted, I I thought I recorded this earlier in the summer and I must have failed to do so because I tried to find it and I couldn't find that episode recorded. So I uh, sent this um, listener, when I responded an email, I sent them and let them know kind of these strategies are things that I would definitely do and listen for the podcast where I talk about exercise. So exercise is a great strategy for reversing type 2 diabetes, for normalizing your insulin resistance, but not for the reasons that most people expect, okay? Lots of folks, and I think that this is a um, an effect of the way the Western medical system has approached food and that not just the diet being the types of food that we eat but dieting as a strategy to create health meaning uh, calories in and calories out 
exercise has been seen as a way to increase calories out so that we can maybe have a little more leniency in calories in. And so it's almost been built into this way to undo the things that we do to ourselves. And that is not one, it's not accurate. It's not biologically accurate. If you eat a pizza and then you go run, and I'll talk about this because I still think it's the funniest example ever, but if you eat a pizza and then you go run 20 miles, your body, you don't get to, with your brain, say, hey, body, go ahead and use those calories that I ate in that pizza. Burn that off as fuel so that we can, you know, run 20 miles. It's not how it works. There's no intentionality of the calories that you're burning, first off. Second off, this is probably the more important thing. The macronutrients that you eat have to be managed. They have to be processed. In the biological or the biochemical processing of those macronutrients, there are certain things that happen that create disease. What do I mean by that? If you're eating pancakes, if you're eating waffles, say you're eating 150 grams of carbohydrates in a breakfast with pancakes, and you know they've got whipped cream, they've got syrup, and they've got those um, strawberry, like whatever that strawberry deliciousness is on it. Like say you're eating 150 grams of carbs with that. Maybe you have potatoes with your eggs or whatever, right? 150 grams of carbs with that one meal is going to require a certain insulin production to process those carbohydrates coming into your body. I don't care how much exercise you do or do not do, to process that food stuff and move it from the outside of the cell, those carbohydrates from the, that glucose from the outside of the cell to the inside of the cell is going to take a huge surge of insulin. And if you remember that the disease process of type two diabetes is not blood sugar issues, it's too much insulin. Recognize that there's no amount of exercise that undoes that. So first, you don't get to intentionally utilize certain energy sources, right? Meaning you don't get to decide you're going to use the thousand calories that you ate on the pizza in running 20 miles or whatever. You don't get to make that decision. There's no intentionality there, first off. Second off, the processing of a large surge of macronutrients or the processing of our macronutrients, specifically carbohydrates, is what creates disease. And it has to happen as soon as it comes in your mouth. It has to happen. And if that surge or that processing creates a lot of insulin in order to process those macronutrients, there's no amount of exercising that undoes that. So that's the first thing I want you to hear about exercise. It is an amazing strategy for fixing your type 2 diabetes, but not for either of those two reasons, okay? And we're going to talk about what that strategy is. So first off, always remember, I always say this. I've said this for years. I said this to patients in the clinic. Exercise will not undo what you eat. It's perfect for your heart. It's perfect for your lungs and it's amazing for your soul, but it will never undo the food that you eat. When we get that separated out, then we can start to intentionally utilize exercise in a way that serves all of those things that we need. So how it works for a type two diabetic is that when we get sweaty, so when you go outside and you do some form of exercise and that form of exercise gets you sweaty, gets your heart rate up, gets you sweaty, and you do it for, I don't know, depends on the study you look at, whether it be at least 10 minutes or at least 20 minutes a day, 
or in a single period, when you do that, that allows your cells to bring glucose inside of them in a way that doesn't rely on insulin. It's the coolest thing ever. So again, a review of type 2 diabetes and the biology, the physiology of type 2 diabetes. What is happening on a cellular level in your biology that's making you diabetic? One, you have been overexposed to insulin. That overexposure to insulin has numbed out your cells to hearing the message or dumbed down or deafened up your cells essentially to hearing the message that insulin is trying to say. What insulin is trying to say is, hey, open up, bring that energy in so you can burn it off as fuel. But when there's been so much insulin in your system, remember high concentrations over a prolonged period of time, when there's been so much insulin in your system for so long, your cells become deaf to the message of insulin and they don't hear it, they don't open up, they don't bring the energy inside and burn it off, and that allows the glucose outside of your cell to climb quite high. That is what doctors pick up on laboratory findings as high blood sugar. That's what you pick up on your finger stick as a high blood sugar, okay? That's what we think of as diabetes and everything tries to fix that blood sugar issue. But the problem is not the blood sugar. The problem is what's happening at the cellular level and that's the insulin resistance. So when you exercise, again, when you get sweaty, 10 to 20 minutes or more at a time, your cells actually no longer rely on glucose, or I'm, I'm sorry, they no longer rely on insulin to bring the energy, the glucose inside and burn it off. Because I don't know, I think like, evolutionarily or like as this was being developed our bodies are like look we can't rely on insulin that stuff is just too fickle we got to just bring this stuff in no matter what's going on because our bodies are working think about when we exercised like what was exercise 10,000 years ago we weren't running for our health we were running because we needed to be somewhere we needed to get away from something right like we didn't want ourselves to be like I'm a little sluggish and I ain't gonna show up and do what insulin asks me to do so we have this alternate mechanism that allows that glucose to come inside that has nothing to do with insulin okay and this is the coolest thing ever I think this is so cool again like exercise does not undo the things that we do to our bodies but exercise is still really really amazing it's great for your heart great for your lungs great for your soul but in this way it like really makes my soul float because like this is just so clever so not only are we no longer reliant on insulin for the cells to open up and the glucose to come in, the glucose is coming in regardless of insulin, but that allows the blood sugar in our outside of our cells, the thing that we pick up on our finger sticks, that number starts to drop because our cells are starting to pull that glucose in and burn it off as energy. When that number starts to drop, there's no longer a persistent message to our pancreas saying make more insulin, make more insulin, make more insulin, make more insulin. See, if you think about it, when your blood sugar never gets below 150 or below 125, say your median, your, your you know, average blood sugar is running at 200. Sometimes it's 250, sometimes it's 150, but almost always it's in that 200 range. When your blood sugar is running in that range, you're sending a persistent stimulus to the pancreas to make more insulin all the time, all night long, even when you're asleep and not eating, all day long, no matter what you do or don't eat, right? And that comes from years of persistent exposure to insulin, creating insulin resistance. So your cells never open up until maybe they hit a certain threshold 
where the pancreas has spit out enough insulin that they bring your after meal blood sugar from 275 or 300 back down to 200, okay? But the way that the cell does that is by spitting out a ton of insulin. And again, insulin resistance develops when we have high concentrations over a prolonged period of time. If you have an average blood sugar in the 200 range, that means that you are constantly giving a message to your pancreas that says we have blood sugar in the system, we need more insulin. And your pancreas is constantly spitting out more insulin. And when that pancreas is spitting out that more insulin, you're getting that prolonged exposure to insulin all the time, okay? When we exercise, our cells don't rely on the insulin to bring that sugar inside. Suddenly it's bringing the sugar inside and it's lowering your blood sugar. When we lower that blood sugar, we get to give our pancreas a break. We're no longer sending that persistent signal to the pancreas to say, keep spitting out more insulin. Your pancreas can take a little break. Suddenly it doesn't have to spit out so much insulin and the insulin that's in your system can start to burn off, okay? So this effect of bringing the blood sugar in, of this bypassing of our insulin resistance first, and two, bringing the sugar inside the cell so the cells can burn it off, is incredibly effective to reversing your type 2 diabetes, to normalizing your blood sugars. And But here's the best part. This is like the coolest part. <laughs> when they did studies on this, they realized that one single exercise bout, one episode of exercise, again, depending on which study you look at, it doesn't need to be at least 10 minutes, doesn't need to be at least 20 minutes. I would say at least 20 to 30 minutes. That would be my shot, like 20 to 30 minutes of sweatiness. For each episode, the effects on your insulin resistance, meaning what they call um, increased insulin sensitivity, meaning your cells are increasingly sensitive to the message that the insulin brings, like that happens, in addition to this bypassing effect, all of those things happen and they last for 48 to 72 hours after a single exercise bout, after a single episode of exercise. So that is the money spot for exercise. You do not undo anything you eat. You don't undo something you did, but you do improve your biology. You improve your body's ability to utilize glucose as energy and you improve your body's ability. It actually does improve your insulin sensitivity, your cellular insulin sensitivity, meaning an insulin sensitivity recognized that's a reverse of our insulin resistance, okay? so. That is why exercise should really be implemented. And there's a variety of different ways, and there's many, many different recommendations. If you go and look up the ADA and the American College of Sports Medicine, you can get all of their recommendations. I'm just gonna highlight a couple things. I'm not gonna go into deep detail about what to do. I do want to say before we start into this, if you are on insulin, exercise can be dangerous. You need to bring a high protein, high fat snack with you, and you need to have your glucometer available for you to check your blood sugars. If you feel like they're getting low, you need to check them. If they are low, you need to have a heavy, like 10, 15 grams of protein. I wouldn't do more than 10 grams of carbohydrates, although most of the time the ADA will tell you to take a lot more carbohydrates and I would make sure you're doing a lot of fat, okay? So make sure if you are medicated, especially if you're on insulin, injectable insulin, but really any medication, if you are medicated for your type 2 diabetes, you need to watch your blood sugars very, very closely as you implement an exercise practice, okay? So kinds of exercise, again, anything that gets you sweaty, 
This can be weight work, this can be cardiovascular work, probably should be a combination of all of it. You should be doing it, according to the ADA and the American College of Sports Medicine, they say 150 minutes per week. So that's at least three, do three days a week and you should never skip more than two days to create that 150 minutes per week. You should be doing weights twice a week. Um, you should increase your intensity slowly. Um, you should be doing um, a variety of different weight exercises like resistance exercises. Flexibility should be implemented or in, in, somehow included in your exercise regimen. Again, watching your blood sugars very, very carefully is important. High blood sugars can occur during exercise. They're not as dangerous as low blood sugars, of course. Strenuous exercise can increase blood sugar via adrenaline or epinephrine and cortisol. Making sure you're drinking plenty of water. The exercise, again, will bring down that blood sugar. So usually you don't have to do anything with those high blood sugars, but do recognize that can happen. Recognize if you have any complications with your diabetes, if you have vascular disease, if you have peripheral neuropathy, if you've been told you have autonomic neuropathy, meaning like your blood sugar, or your, I'm sorry, your blood pressure is unsteady or not stable, if you have retinopathy, if you have nephropathy or some kidney disease from your diabetes, any of those complications of type 2 diabetes, you really should be evaluated by your primary care doctor or your primary care provider before you implement an exercise program. Again, this is for your safety. I, I mean, like, yes, if I took this to a lawyer, a lawyer would be like, make sure you tell them that. That's important, I guess, for me, but more important, it's important for you. It's important to keep you safe. The same thing with keeping a snack and keeping your glucometer close by. It's to keep you safe. In, in doing this. Recognize the work you're about to embark on and reversing your type 2 diabetes can be scary, can be sketchy, and can require a certain amount of give and take. So make sure you're being safe and smart about it. Okay, so that's what I have for you for exercise. That is the coolest part. Yes, there's all this stuff in exercise. Again, it's perfect for your lungs. It's perfect for your soul. It's great for your heart. It's great for all of those things. The way it helps your diabetes is it does not erase the food that you ate but it bypasses your insulin resistance, which is a huge thing, huge thing. Use this as a tool that you have in your pocket, in your tool chest to help you reverse your type two diabetes. Again, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Facebook. Again, Delane MD. I'm gonna have the YouTube channel up and going. That is gonna be something that's gonna happen. I had to get some special permission from YouTube to be able to go live and I'll start doing um, the podcast live through the YouTube channel and recording them and still posting them on iTunes and all the places that it's been. But follow me, Delane MD, on all of those things. You'll get the podcast, you'll get access quickly to the podcast and to um, the YouTubes when they come up. You'll also hear about any freebies, any like the free sessions that I have going on or when I have a free one day seminar, whatever it is, you'll hear about those things. Follow me on those platforms so you can hear about those. I hope this was helpful. As always, if you have questions, send me a message, delane at delanemd.com. I literally will answer you. I'm not even kidding. I will do my best to answer you quickly. If I don't answer you quickly, let me know, like send it again, I'll get to it. Um, if you're interested in doing this work, I have a group, it's a six month long group for women with type two diabetes that wanna fix their diabetes, come off their medicines and live a naturally healthy life. If that is you, it is possible. I am telling you what the medical system in America will not tell you, which is 
you don't need to be on meds. There is not better living through chemistry. You can actually fix this just by learning to live within the parameters of your biology. So if that's something you're interested in, send me an email. Delane at DelaneMD.com will get you set up for a consult. We'll uh, talk, make sure that my program's right for you. You can see how it'll help you reverse your type 2 diabetes, and we'll go from there. All right, guys, I hope this was helpful. I will talk with you next week. Bye-bye.